0: Back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. I am delighted this morning to have Isaac Mizrahi, not the designer, but the co-president and chief executive officer of Alma, which is a Hispanic uh, award-winning uh, Hispanic ad agency. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Pleasure How to be here.
0: You? Welcome. I'm doing, fa- I'm doing fantastic. So tell me about Alma. I uh, it's a it's a Hispanic ad agency.
1: Is that is that accurate? Yes, yes. We are a Hispanic ad agency. We were founded by two Mexican-Americans that were working in the advertising business in the U.S. in the 90s. And they realized that uh, there, there was a big opportunity to change the way marketers, brands, they talk to the Latino population, the Hispanic population in the U.S. So they founded this agency. Uh, since nineteen ninety four, and since then, then we've been growing, and uh, and evolving. Also, our positioning. So right now, we see ourselves also as a multicultural agency because American is multicultural, right? And of course, our DNA, our core is the Latino core, the 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 DNA that represents us and makes us. Including myself, I'm an immigrant myself from South America. So that's 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 what we do.
0: So. I, I, I... I want people to understand that uh, Hispanic, Latino, it's not just, in America, it's not just Puerto Ricans. It is people from South America. It is people Absolutely. from all over the place. So talk a little bit about those very nuanced differences in the culture.
1: Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, maybe we can start with Hispanic and Latinos, because some of us, we use this um um, in different ways. You know, honestly, Latino is people for, come from Latin America. That's that's it, it's it's a geography association. Hispanic is an ethnicity. Uh, people that were raised or come from countries that were colonized by Spain. That's where the Hispanic comes from, it's from Spain. Latin America was colonized mostly by two countries, Spain and Portugal. I actually from Brazil, Brazilians don't speak Spanish, we are not colonized by Spain, we are colonized by Portugal. But I am Latino, we are Latin Americans because Brazil is in Latin America. However, for the purpose of this conversation, a lot of people use Hispanics and Latino. I like Hispanics more because it's gender neutral and I think that's mm-hmm. respectful, uh, but it's it's okay. Now going to your question, uh, uh, there are approximately 62 million Hispanics in America, which is huge, right, is bigger than some countries. Um, And uh, the majority of them are either from Mexico or Mexico uh, descendants. Uh, Approximately 63, 64% of all Hispanics in America, they are from Mexican descendants. Um, Then the remaining is split between Puerto Ricans, as you mentioned, we have Cubans, we have Central Americans and South Americans, but uh, the majority are from Mexican descendants. And while they are all Hispanics. They bring uh, a little bit of some nuances and differences that makes things a little bit exciting. The 62 million Hispanics, they are not all the same. They look differently. For instance, you can you see me on this recording. I'm a white, I'm, I'm a white person, right? Uh, my family is from Brazil and from Europe and from Middle Eastern, so I'm a little bit of a melting pot, uh, but you have afro latinos you have uh, 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 biracial. Uh, and while most Hispanics speak Spanish, uh, even some words and some habits are a little bit different. I am a big sports person. I don't know if you are. Uh, I uh, am. In, in, Me- in Mexico and football. actually in my home country. We, we love football, but the other football, like what soccer. you guys call soccer. Uh, in, <laughs> other, in other countries like Puerto Rican, Dominican Republic, baseball, is extremely, baseball yes. is, is extremely popular. And I know in New York, there's the big Dominican and Puerto Rican community and they're crazy about baseball. The food may be a little bit different. The music that we listen can be a little bit different, but we are also connected by a lot of things that makes us uh, a, a, a community in common, our connection to family, our connection to some values of spirituality, uh, the way that we uh, tell our stories, the way we communicate, the way that we express ourselves with colors, uh, with emotions, all of this makes us who we are, but we're not all the same, but we have a lot of commonalities that differentiate ourselves from the quote unquote, traditional mainstream white Caucasian um, uh, uh, community. And that's what makes my role, my job important because those nuances, those different differences can impact the way they consume products and services. Mm-hmm. So going back to advertising and marketing, the way a lot of Hispanics in America are raised, the influences from their grandmothers, grandfathers, their parents, shape the way they see products and services. Understanding that is extremely important for marketers in America. That's why they come to people like us, not only because we do advertising for Hispanics, but we understand these nuances to shape their strategies to grow their business.
0: So now, do you think businesses are listening? Because I know there have been some missteps in marketing to uh, communities, cultures other than white. Uh, yes. As an African-American woman, I, I understand the need for uh, our voices to be centered and, and products to reflect our use. I get that. Um, So, so tell us um, uh, when, when a business comes to you uh, and says, you know what, we want to, we want to reach out to this particular population of folks, this community. um, Are they, are they, are they readily listening to you? And, and are they able to disassociate their own biases and what they think they know about the, the cultures to sort of hear what you have to say around how to market to to Hispanic Hispanic communities?
1: I think that's a great question. Most of them, they are. And I think I'm lucky because I have a lot of clients that come to us and they want to listen. Of course, they, they want to see data. They want to see research. They want to see insights. Sometimes we take them to the communities. There is nothing better than actually getting out of your bubble and visiting in local where they are, right? talk to them directly. Um, and Alma has built, a reputa- has built a reputation over the years that uh, people tend to trust our uh, managers, our executives, because we have a significant experience in helping advertisers and brands build their businesses. But, uh, but there, sometimes we may have the situation that you raise and sometimes they may come from Hispanics themselves, there are in the corporate side that may have seen the world from their own lenses, right? And their own lenses, we need to honor them, but may not be the same experience than other Hispanics. And probably the same thing happens with the black community, right? Even though we call this a 62 million uh, segment, not all experiences are the same. And I think that's a little bit the beauty of it because if you take away the business side of it and focus on the human side, this is about listening to each other. This is about diversity of thinking, right? It's not my experience is better than yours. It's about how my experience can be honored by you. How can, can I honor your experience? And together we, we build a more uh, diverse and inclusive society. Um, so I know we are talking about business, but at the same time, we are talking about living in community at the same time. And I, and I love that perspective.
0: And so so talk to me about the buying power of the Hispanic community, because at the end of the day, that's what businesses are concerned about, right? Like, that's how they measure success. That's how they measure where to spend their money. Like, what does what that buying
1: power look like? It's around $1.3 trillion per year in purchasing power. Wow. There's a lot of money on the table. So Hispanic population represents approximately 19% of the whole country population, and it's growing. Only populations that are growing in the US are the Hispanics, the blacks, and the Asian Americans. Uh, uh, The white Caucasian population is declining. And this is not an opinion, this is data, right? Mm -hmm. This is census data. So marketers are looking, and you know how corporations, they look ahead five, 10, 15 years, and they realize that the country is in the path towards a minority majority. And the question is, how can I adapt my business to actually capture the lion's share, the market share, the growth from this segment. So the $1.3 trillion that I mentioned represents a big opportunity because while Hispanics represent 19% of the population, they represent a higher percentage of growth. If you only look at how are you growing and where the growth is coming from, the majority of consumer goods, B2C uh, brands and companies, they're seeing growth coming from the minority segments, the diverse segments, and that's changing everything. I just came from a conference that I saw, a conference focused on multicultural marketing uh, organized by the Association of National Advertisers, the ANA, and I heard CMOs uh, from several big organizations saying that most of the growth that they're seeing today in 2002 is coming from diverse segments. If there were not the purchasing power of Hispanics, Asians, and Blacks, their businesses would not be growing. And this is fundamental because this is shaping the mindset to actually develop products and services, hiring people, developing packaging, developing uh, uh, advertising and communication, grassroots programs, PR programs also respecting these minority segments because they are becoming more and more important for their business. So this is not charity anymore. This is not about feel good type of thing. This is really profit generation, revenue generation strategies. And I think that's exciting about where, where we are and with the times that we live right now. I'm very bullish about the future of multicultural advertising and business in America for years to come.
0: I, I I think I, I I think I share your excitement. So does this translate at as the Hispanic buying power only grows and and affluent starts to show up um, and and all the ships are rising in the sea? Does that do you do you think about the political implications of that? Do you Do you um, pay attention to um, the political power that the Hispanic community could possibly uh, grow and is growing and gaining and developing? Does that play a role in in how you create um, advertising and marketing strategies uh, for your companies?
1: Uh, I I think that, you know, it touches. uh, It's impossible not to understand the political environment that we live, but We try to position to our clients and our prospects that the trends that we are seeing right now are independent from any political movement because I cannot control the political movement. I cannot control if the country is going to one direction or the other direction. I may have my personal opinions that I try not to bring to my day-to-day job. Uh, what What we try to do, and not only myself and my colleagues at Alma, but the industry overall, is to show that the demographic trends and the economic trends that we are facing, they're not going to go away, regardless of we're gonna have a Congress that's red collar or blue collar, right? (laughs) These are trends that demographic and economic and everybody needs to be ready for the changes that we are facing. Now, of course, with economic power, with the growth in demographics, I suspect and I expect, I think expect is better than suspect, that we're gonna see more representation that there are topics that are very important for minorities that needs to be addressed. And I'm not saying this on a democratic or from a republican perspective. It's just that there is a significant number of uh, of uh, uh, citizens of, of this country that are coming from a different background and they want their voices heard too. And I think that's natural that this discussion is going to happen out on the political environment. But uh, talking about something that I'm, that I, I'm I studying more, which is the multicultural and specifically the Hispanic. You know, you see, you read the same reports that I'm seeing that, you know, Hispanics are actually going to uh, not only to one party. There are a lot of Hispanics that actually are voting to um, the, the Republican party in Texas and the Southwest. And that's okay. I don't think this is a monolithic type of situation. And honestly, that makes uh, uh, the important point that, uh, politicians cannot take minorities for granted. They actually I, I have agree. they have to work uh, hard to listen and to make sure that they have policies from the right, or from the left, uh, from the uh, left that address the aspirations and the needs for the minority segments in the country. Mm.
0: So, as as the Hispanic population grows, develops, changes, um, uh, do y'all. Do you all have opportunity to work with the LGBTQIA community, Latinx yes. community? What does that look like? And and I must say um I don't know if that would have been a conversation we could have had 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago.
1: Absolutely. Um and and we have to. We have to because you know, it, this is about inclus- inclusiveness uh, for everybody, right? Um so this is not a discussion from um Uh, ethnic or demographic standpoint. And and I'll go one step further, I'll go back to your question, but I'll go one step further Uh, as a marketer. I like the idea of segmentation, which means try to look for clusters of consumers that have something in common that you can address with the messaging, with the business uh, proposition, and they react to your messaging. What we are discussing here is basically demographic ethnic segmentation, right? But we could talk about moms, single moms with, with kids. Right, a segment, then this should be represented. People over 55, that's a segment. Uh, so the beauty of the way I see the marketing function is that there are several opportunities that you look for segments and the LGBTQ plus is an important segment in size and importance. Now, going back to your question, within, the Hispanic segment, the the Black consumer segment, the AAPI segment, there there are LGBTQ members. And that creates the point that the experts call intersectionality, basically. Mm And as I mentioned to you, Afro-Latino is another intersectionality. You are based in New York. There are a significant number of uh, uh, Black Hispanics. Um, that are based in New York and you know, other key markets. That we also need to make sure that not all communication for Hispanics look white, Caucasian, look Mexican, because there is diversity within diversity. The LGBTQ plus is a discussion that needs to happen within this the demographic, the ethnic discussions that we have in America.
0: So, talk to me about and and I, I I've seen a little bit of this in places. The pushback from uh. Folks who are not Hispanic, not Black, not Asian, who sort of feel like the Hispanic population is encroaching uh, because they see products in Spanish and they see advertising in Spanish and they see um, uh, uh, Hispanic families being portrayed in in non-stereotypical ways. And that that could make a, a, a population of folks who are seeing their numbers decrease, nervous about their place. And and can uh, what you do um, does does that bear into how you talk to your your companies who are global in their reach?
1: Uh, yes, that's a great question. Uh, well, first of all, you know I don't think the Hispanics or any other segment are here to take anybody's place, right? This is not a competition. We just want our voice. To be heard, uh, and going back to the beginning of this discussion, we we are I'm in the marketing and advertising business. I'm helping corporations to grow their business through the insights and the work of experts, subject matter experts on multicultural marketing. So we are not making things up when we portray Hispanics or Blacks families on <laughs> on screen. This is how the marketplace looks like, and actually, you know, we are just uh, having a very honest. Uh, uh, we are turning the camera on to America. This is how America looks like. These are the compositions of families. And we just want to see they represented on screen and on messages, not because that's a desire, social justice desire only, because this, this is what consumers expect in 2022. If you talk to the, the youth, if you talk to the millennials, Generation Z, this is an important thing. They want to see not only physically, uh, the color of their skin or their accents, and you, this is a radio program. You can hear my heavy accent. I'm sorry for that. The accents. Oh, don't and, be but, sorry. Why are you sorry? But they want <laughs> us. They, they want to see their stories. Uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about in in advertising is authenticity. They want authentic stories out there. You know, when 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 you see something, a video on YouTube or TV ad or, or radio ad. I, the ideal reaction is somebody to say, well, that could be me. That's me with my grandma. That's a situation that I have with my friends, with my family a few year, a few weeks ago, a few days ago. Create this connection that there is a feeling that the marketer, the advertiser understand their life. They, they, you know, they don't want to be patronized in a superficial way. They really want authentic messages and authentic connections, and they want to see the advertiser also being part of the community. This is not about a transactional relationship. Show me what you're doing in my community. Showing what you are doing in terms of your commitment uh, to uh, to my um, to my to my people, to my community. So. This is two thousand twenty two modern marketing. This is different from thirty years ago four years ago. Marketing is evolving. forget you know multicultural marketing there's evolving several other areas digital influencer uh, uh email marketing metaverse the evolution of communications and marketing it's 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 out there uh, for for anybody to study. This is just another dimension and there are advertisers and marketers that understand that um. Procter and Gamble, McDonald's, PepsiCo, and there are others that may have to uh, understand a little bit further. Uh, but this is uh, this is something that you know I don't think is is going to change. This is not a a trend that may disappear a few years from now. It's really a significant change that you know. For me personally, I think it's good. The more diverse the country, the more different opinions, the more different backgrounds, uh, even languages. Uh, there. are several research that shows that the brain benefits from bilingualism, uh, that the brain actually performs better. I think that we're gonna be actually a stronger society. We don't need to be everybody the same. We don't need to be under one size fits all. We don't need to be like, you know, it's only one perspective, one point of view. We, the business marketplace and the country and the society can be better when we admire, honor, and even we can disagree with different perspectives. Uh, I I believe we're going to be stronger if we embrace that.
0: Do you do you feel uh, a weight of carrying cultural stories into the advertising strategies that you create? Do you do you do you ever feel a sense that we might be losing some of our cultures? And I say and I'm deliberately saying cultures because the Hispanic community is very vast and large. Um, Do you feel some sense of responsibility to stay true or to stay connected or to try to uh, instill some of those uh, cultural uh, uh, aspects into any marketing strategy for a company like and 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 should you
1: should you. That's a very deep question. Uh, I think we need hours, if not days, <laughs> to discuss it. But let me. Let, I, but I'm not going to, uh, to to not try to answer. What I think it's deep, and let let me explain to you why I think it's deep. Because culture is not static. Culture changes and evolves. So maybe a year from now, we're going to come back in the in the beginning of November and have a discussion in 2023, and there are some uh, elements of culture that have evolved and we need to recognize that. So that the the discussion is, is culture only tradition and heritage, or it's something that we actually create here in America. Let me give a personal example. I'm uh, married and I have two two kids, two boys. They were born in the U.S. And uh, and they represent what we uh, at the agency, we call the fusionistas, the consumers that fusion two cultures, <laughs> right? They oh they God. they embrace a lot of the American culture and they embrace a lot of the Latino, in my case, Brazilian culture. And that's okay. Actually, they love it. It's a hundred percent Latino, a hundred percent American. And 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 they don't need to, to there is no trade-off. The, the moment that they eat uh, an American Anglo food doesn't make them less Latino. The moment that they go and practice soccer doesn't mean that they don't like basketball with their Miami Heat uh, jersey, right? Uh, it, it, there, there are no trade-offs. If you are doing something, doesn't mean that the other thing that you're not doing at that moment is less important. And that goes back to the diversity discussion. So I think that marketers and and people in this industry, we're always looking for a way that we can tell tell authentic stories. And authentic stories may change over time. It's not only about the past and the heritage, which is very important for us uh, Latinos, but also what we are creating in this day-to-day. Every day we have the opportunity to create culture in a culture that mixes uh, and infusion um, uh, the different uh, cultures that we have in America.
0: That's pretty good for a deep question. That's a good daggone <laughs> answer. Isaac. So tell me about this book you got coming out. Is it out yet oh, or man. is it coming out Hispanic Market Power? And, and, uh, and what, 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 you, what got you up at night to say, you know what? We need a book about this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the book is not out yet. Uh, it's going to be out in the first quarter of next year, two thousand twenty-three. I don't have a date yet. It's in pre-production, so it's it's gone. It's out of my hands. Thank God. Uh, but let me tell you where the book came from. Uh, I I, uh, I I have a very uh, uh, diverse background on what I do too. I came from corporate side for many years. I came uh, to America uh, as an executive from. The Coca-Cola Company, a company that I that I have a lot of love and passion still today. Uh, and so, and I work, I became an expert on multicultural marketing. I work for Coca-Cola, for Bell South, for Nextel, for Sprint Corporation. And over 20 years, I've been in the US for 23 years. Over 20 years, I became uh, focused on multicultural marketing. So I have significant corporate experience, which is very challenging. And for the past 14 years almost, I've been in the agency side. So, and working and collaborating with several several clients from different industries. So, I have kind of a unique view of not only preaching the theory, but having to put uh, hands-on on executing these programs, understanding what works, what uh, what uh, what doesn't work. and And I feel that this unique experience allows me to share with marketers, experienced marketers, people that are trying to start to do multicultural marketing the perspective. I've been writing a monthly column on Forbes.com about multicultural marketing for the mm-hmm. past five five years. And I get a lot of positive comments, but the columns are one Uh, They are not sequential. And a lot of people said, you know what, I wish I had one place that I can see the stories uh, in a more clustered way. Uh, I write about Hispanic, African-American, asian America, LGBTQ. So I decided to start collecting the stories, the articles on the Hispanic marketing, which is the one that that I spend most of my time and because of my background, I feel very comfortable with. And those stories were clustered in a more sequential way. And I added case studies from the industry, some case studies from Alma, where I work, some case studies from great agencies that are in the marketplace that um, there are my colleagues, some people call competitors, but they're my colleagues. Uh, And additional, Copy additional ideas that I haven't written at, uh, in my article. So there's some original content. So the book, it's a compilation focused on the Hispanic market power. That's the name of the book. Uh, there is a subtitle, America's business growth engine. It's coming Q1 next year from uh, Routledge. That's the 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 editing house. And uh, and there's going to be a compilation of my articles, a compilation of case studies and some original content. And the idea that this can educate newcomers, students at college, experienced and executives, CEOs, CFOs, board of directors. There is a little bit of everything that wants to understand how to prepare and how to engage with effective Hispanic marketing uh, for the years to come.
0: So will you will you go on tour with this book? Like will you hit all will you hit all the colleges and universities? Like, like is know, there a plan?
1: I, <laughs> I I don't know I don't know. Maybe with this uh, radio interview today, some people are going to raise their hand and say I'm interested. On uh, of course I have a day job as the, as the CEO of Alma, but uh, <laughs> but the the book is going to be available in all uh, uh, major areas. I uh, think there's going to be a website. So whoever is interested, uh, your uh, get, your listeners can. Uh, uh, connect uh, with me uh, through LinkedIn, through Twitter, um, and uh, and we can talk. I'll be happy to talk to anyone interested on uh, multicultural marketing, Hispanic marketing, and it's going to be my pleasure. I hope the book can help uh, the new generation, the next generation of uh, multicultural marketers.
0: I love it. So tell me about the people who work for Alma. We got about five Five six minutes left. Tell me about the people who work for Alma, and 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 why do you think they're
1: there? Do you know what Alma means?
0: No. What does it mean?
1: Soul. 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 Yeah. Like James uh, Brown, soul. Like S-O- James Brown, soul. But you okay. know, soul from the emotional connection. Like you know, uh, Alma. This name was uh, selected uh, because there was there is a deep understanding that advertisers need to connect at an emotional level. Only having a rational message that goes straight to the brain may not be enough. You need to connect with the heart and the soul. And so we see our clients soulmates and we see our, our employees, our teams as soulmates. We call them soulmates. So why our soulmates work at Alma? Uh, I think that we, we try to create a, a, a culture every day that allows them to be the best versions of themselves. Uh, it's, it's a very strong culture based on curiosity, uh, collaboration, and accountability, um, and and we try to hire nice people, people that actually <laughs> know to 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 deal with each other. And you know, you know, people say, well, you know, it's funny, but uh, if you are uh, technically perfect, you know, the amazing person, but you're not nice to to others, Alma may not be the right place for you to work because. The creative business, the creative industry, and you are in the creative industry. Uh, it's a collaborative industry uh, that we build from each other. We listen from each other. We can fight. We can disagree. We can, you know, be passionate, and we are passionate, of course, Latinos. But but there is a spirit of collaboration, of building on each other's insights and ideas, uh, and we try to create an environment that respects that and takes the best of uh, each one. Uh, and it's been working. The, the feedback that we hear from our soulmates, uh, it's great. We track, we do research, uh, we, we, we interview uh, people. We even talk to people that leave Alma for better opportunities. And, you know, a lot of them come back after that. A lot of them, even if they, they come back, they still have uh, fond memories of working with us. So we have we are approximately 140 people. Uh, most of them in South Florida, but some of them in New York, some of them in Chicago, in the West Coast, in Texas. And um, mo- most of us, we are Hispanics. Some of us, first generation, immigrants, some of them second, third generation. There are non-Hispanics. There are people from other backgrounds here too. We have people from England. There are, there, there are 31 nationalities in the agency. It's like wow. a little...
0: Like a win.
1: It's, it's a little <laughs> united Nations. so so here's here's the deal uh, i probably you know this in a few weeks we're gonna have the soccer world cup happening yes and and so that's when enemies are made here the agency. <laughs> because with 31 nationalities there's a good chance that some people are gonna you know look a little bit weird to other people when they're fighting in the field but you know after that we we have a uh, some drinks, some beer. We celebrate, and that's okay. But uh, it is a little bit like a United Nations uh, office here. I
0: love it. So, so before you go, Isaac, uh, what's the best book you read all year?
1: Oh man, um, you know, um, I I I love. I'm in love with an author called Arthur Brooks, um, and Arthur. Uh, it's it's a writer of several books, and actually. Uh, I think the book that I read from him recently is called From Strength to Strength. It's not a multicultural marketing book, uh, but it, it is a book that uh helps me to find my own person,
0: mm-hmm. self,
1: uh, my own self-understanding, a, a sense of purpose, understanding what happiness means, but also helps to put in perspective the 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 business persona that I am and trying to understand that you know I'm not the business persona. I am who I am. So I'm, I'm reading a lot of Arthur Brooks. I'm following uh, some articles. He write about happiness and even some spiritual side, uh, but not from a religious, organized religious standpoint, really mm-hmm. more broad spiritualism. Uh, so I, I'm, I love those books, uh, at least for me, they they were very inspirational.
0: I've enjoyed this conversation. Isaac,
1: me too, me too. Thanks and for inviting me. And I, I, I you.
0: hope you come back,
1: at, like in the next quarter, so you can really talk about the book. Oh, Yo, know, so you read the book and you tell me what you think about it. Only if it's good. If it's bad, you just send me an email.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you make sure a copy gets to my desk. I will read it, and
0: uh, and I would love to have you come back and talk about it. I, I I'll so do appreciate that. this. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you for for inviting me.
0: All right, I'll see you soon. Take good care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Thank you, Harry. I'm out. <laughs> that was good. That, well, was, that was a good interview, Beth. Wasn't that good? I love that, Harry. So I, I, I've been wanting to talk about the Hispanic uh marketing culture stuff for a very long time. Um, because I think uh it, I mean it is one of the fastest growing uh communities in this country, and uh, and I think people have so many myths and misnomers about that and and one way to sort of dispel that is to talk about the buying power uh of of this of this community um and uh and uh what that looks like and to talk about the diversity in these communities
1: where is he located
0: i think he's in miami i want to say florida i think okay. in miami
1: yeah you know because he just looked too relaxed I know. <laughs> he, to be one of no, he ain't
0: in new york yeah. <laughs> He looked too and if he's in Florida and he's and he's not crying over over this governor, he might be he might be out of the country. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, anyway, so uh I will see you tomorrow.
0: Yes, thank you for last night and uh I will see you tomorrow. Thank y'all. We'll 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 uh we'll slash and burn uh the, the election night tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: all right so thank you for listening to love Bads love talk on wnhh lp 103.5 fm your home for community radio and cue music i, I feel like my space is so much bigger now it's like right it, the background just I do even see the snake. <laughs>